Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Welcome to Surviving Motherhood with Chris and Rachel. We're talking about all things parenting. The mishaps, the struggles, and maybe even some motivation. Grab your coffee. Or wine. And join us for some real talk. Hey everyone, welcome to Surviving Motherhood, our podcast where we talk about all things mothering. We're here today with Kelsey and she is going to talk to us about some party planning. Yay, we're so excited. So we're going to get started. um, Kelsey, you can tell us a little bit about yourself and how many kiddos you have. Great. Thanks, you guys. I'm so excited to be here. Um, So yes, my name is Kelsey Graves, and I have three kids. I have a six-year-old girl, Kate, a three-year-old boy, Parker, and a just recently one-year-old girl, Elle. So we're oh, we're busy oh, over here. Yeah. Oh, they thank have you. Such cute names. Everyone gets it wrong in the doctor's office. They say Ellie every single time, and I'm like, it's L. And people it's are like, how do you spell that? It's just L, but it's E L L E L. Oh yeah. I, like I I think we might have had a, my second child was a boy, and I honestly think L was like way up there with my name choices. So, oh, but he, but he's a but he's a boy, so <laughs> didn't work out that way. Anyway. Awesome. So tell us a little bit about um, how you started We Heart Parties. Yes, of course. So six years ago, um, I've actually before that, I've always loved parties. I've always loved throwing parties, like even in college. um, I've just loved like entertaining. And about six years ago, this was before Pinterest, I was like, you know, there's all these people throwing amazing, cute parties in their homes, but you can never see what they're doing because nobody's sharing these pictures anywhere. So like before all the crazy social media days, I was like, there should be a website (laughs) where people can share their party ideas with each other. So that if you're like, I want to throw a mermaid party, you can look up and click mermaid party and see hundreds of other mermaid parties that actual people have thrown. Um, So that's where we heart parties was born out of. So it's a website um, and it still is running today. Weheartparties.com where you can actually upload your own party pictures and share them with the community of people there in the world, really. Um, So that's kind of how it was started. And then Pinterest came out. And at first I thought Pinterest was going to kind of like squash it, but Pinterest ended up being, (laughs) yeah, the number one traffic driver to it because, you know, all, all images on Pinterest have to live somewhere on the internet. So when someone clicks through, they end up on my website. So that's kind of where we heart parties started and then it kind of evolved into a social media brand and everything. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm thinking about it. I don't know how I would plan a party without Pinterest and the internet nowadays. I know. <laughs> how do people used to do it? Like you had to get a magazine or just brainstorm. Yeah. Just, the good thing is no one saw it except your guests. Right. So, so it didn't like, really if it sucked. It didn't matter. <laughs> right. There was no pressure for the perfect Instagram picture. 
Yes, but we talk about it that we both got married before Pinterest was a thing. Like, we've been married for eight and nine years. And so, like, I always joke, like, I wish I could redo my wedding now that Pinterest is a thing. But then part of me really doesn't. I don't love planning parties that much. (laughs) Yeah, I'm I'm in the exact same boat. I was, we've been married 10 years. So that was pre-Pinterest. And it's so funny because my little sister's was post-Pinterest. So hers was like the huge balloons with the tassels hanging down. And I'm like, well, my wedding was so not like we heard parties worthy back in the day. (laughs) Um, My wedding, I totally would go back and do things so much. Well, I mean, it's just part of it is just time passing. But my little sister just got married this past summer and she had like the beautiful, oriental rugs like outside and beautiful multicolored flower crowns that were just like they were so perfectly her and so perfectly uh pinterest that i was just like man yeah can i get a redo yeah exactly kind of yeah i get it (laughs) kind of but not really can someone else pay for my redo exactly right hey i would i would be totally game for that Okay, so we want to know what type of parties you enjoy planning. All right, well, I really love entertaining in my house. Like, my favorite thing in the world is just having people over for, like, maybe even it's just, like, a casual dinner with the kids, but I love to make the adult table, you know, really festive. So I think my love for parties came from just loving to entertain in the house and have people over and, you know, maybe have a really fun appetizer out. But then beyond just entertaining in the home, I think it has to be kids parties right now. And that just is my life stage. I have three little kids. And so three times a year, a birthday rolls around. So (laughs) kids parties are fun because they're like cutesy and all that. And then after that, it would just be showers because I'm still doing a handful of like baby and bridal showers here and there for friends and family. And those are always fun too. But kids parties kind of take the cake right now. I have to ask, are your kids' birthdays spread out pretty evenly? So is party, does that make party planning easier or are any of them close together? No, they are spread out. I feel so lucky. They're March, July, and October. So we have like really you. good breaks. Cause <laughs> you really did that perfectly. Yeah. Even as a party stylist, like I, after some parties, I'm like, I'm never doing that again. And then I say <laughs> I'm not going to do something and then it gets closer and closer and I like keep buying all these cute things and I'm like, okay, fine. It's going to be like a full blown party. <laughs> yes we completely understand that's funny so what are your best tips for making party planning less stressful okay I am a big believer in keeping it as low stress as possible Um, I used to stress out a lot and it's just like not worth it and so much stress already comes with party day because like you just have to do a lot of things like get balloons and pick up cupcakes and all the stuff so I really try to keep it as low stress as possible so I would say the first thing is just zero in on the theme And um, Mm -hmm. just whatever the kid or the, you know, bride-to-be or the guest of honor loves, just pick that. Whether it's, like, a boy who loves trucks and everything's going to be yellow construction and dirty outside, that's it. Or if your friend randomly loves pandas, I don't know. Like, that's (laughs) – so pick the theme first and stick with it. And the second thing is to stick to two to three colors. So like, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. One of my most popular parties for, I I do a lot of party styling for Oriental Trading Company. And one of my most popular parties for them was this, um, what will it be like buzzing bee gender reveal party. And it was super cute. And everything was just yellow, black, and white and like super crisp and Lots of little bee things. Even when I go to look for candy or baked goods, it like has to be within the three colors. 
And then once it's all out, it just looks so much cleaner and, you know, minimalistic. And it just looks really, it kind of pops. Yeah. So I would say if possible, stick to two to three colors. And then my last thing is kind of my dirty little secret, but I say don't be afraid to buy instead of make if possible. So, mm-hmm. oh yeah, yeah. For sure. I, it took it took me a while to figure that one out, but I've gotten there over the years. It, it didn't take me long. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I am not a big baker, and I, I love to cook, but I'm not a baker. I'm not even super crafty. I love to entertain and bring people together and put a party together, but I don't want to be there cutting out you know, princess crowns at two in the morning. So, I mean, thank God for Etsy now. I don't, again, I don't know what people did before Etsy, but there is so much you can buy now on Etsy or Amazon um, or even the the beautiful baked goods that the baker down the street can do. You don't need to be making cake pops at three in the morning. So that's just my thing. I prefer to take a lot of the stress off by choosing the things that you do not need to spend hours and hours doing and just buy those things. I am with you on that for sure. Because I'm not crafty at all. You know what the biggest thing about that is, is when I was like spending all that time and energy, I was not saving any money either because all the supplies are so expensive. If I added it up every time I'm like, oh my God, what have I done? Right. Like I spent 12 hours on this party favor. First of all, the kids don't care. Second of all, (laughs) um, I could have just bought it for less. Yeah. I completely agree with that one. It's true. Okay. So what do you think? Um, what part of the party do you think should be the biggest focus? I feel like it's, it's all about just the guest of honor. So like whenever I'm thinking about my kids parties, it's just making sure that they are so happy. So it doesn't really matter at the end of the day, how perfect it looked if they didn't have a fun time. So it's really zeroing in on (laughs) the things that would make that kid happy, whether it's fully playing outside the entire time, because that's what that kid loves or, um, at a baby shower, if it's like, you know, getting a poem to be read by the husband on video or whatever it is that makes that guest of honor feel so special. That's the most important part. And all the other things can just kind of like fall away. You just want Uh, that person to feel special. I feel like people like I went to a baby shower once where the, um, the mama to be was like really shy and they're like so we're gonna play these games and I'm like oh my gosh did you even think through the yeah no she doesn't want to play games I know yes totally I've had that problem because my my older daughter um so I've had five well four one year we just kind of had a family party because she doesn't really love parties yeah it took it's taken me a long time to figure that out but we just had one for my son and we have a lot of boys in our family and our friend group. And so I was trying to think of a theme. And so we ended up doing a dance party with like neon and glow sticks and stuff. So fun. And I was so happy because he loves to dance. So I was like, if this kid doesn't enjoy this party and if he doesn't dance, I'm going to lose. Yeah. Really <laughs> fun with my child in mind. And if he doesn't participate, because I just had the flashbacks of my daughter, like sitting in the corner, staring at all the. Yeah. Aw. He was out on the dance floor, though. It was a success. Oh, he was doing the splits. He was yeah. getting it. And he's he's two. <laughs> that is so adorable. My three-year-old boy, who recently turned three, is obsessed with dancing, too. Like, more than my daughter. Yeah. And I might need to throw him a dance party. He's in dance class right now. I mean, he can really bust the move. So, that's fun. Yes. <laughs> oh, the dance party was so fun. The kids loved it. And I one other thing that kind of alleviated stress was we ended up doing it on a Friday evening. 
and I didn't really end up having time to stress like all weekend about it. Like I just had to make it happen. Yeah. Like it just had to happen. <laughs> it's like if something didn't get picked up or something didn't um, happen, you know, it didn't come together. It just didn't come together. And we did it, you know, at, at eve- I don't, I love morning parties typically, but I had to switch and do the evening to do the glow sticks. But, um, and of course my daughter participated and enjoyed it just as much as he did. But if it would have been her party, she would have been like hiding in a corner. Yeah. She doesn't want <laughs> the since it was her brother's it. party. She was fine. Oh, I love it. And you can just turn the lights off. It doesn't have to be perfect. Yep. Turn the lights up, put the glow sticks out and have a good time. Mm-hmm. That's they they we were did. so funny. It was a party. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey everyone, thank you so much for tuning in to Surviving Motherhood Podcast. We are so thankful for our listeners that have made our podcast a success so far. If you haven't already, head on over to our Instagram page at Surviving Motherhood Podcast or our website, survivingmotherhoodpodcast.com to get all the latest news on our podcast. And also, if you're interested in getting involved in another way, you can head on to Facebook and go to Surviving Motherhood, It Takes a Village, search that, and then a group will pop up. And that's where we do all the behind the scenes talking. I kind of give you some previews on what's going to come up on the podcast, and you get to interact with other listeners. If you haven't done it already, go join. Thanks, everyone. parts of the party do you think you you should splurge and where can you kind of save on a party what's kind of less important well so for me I really like I don't like to bake but I like to eat baked goods so I think I personally splurge on like whether it's the cake or the cupcakes or the cookies now this is a spot where if you don't care as much you can save so much money and I've done it before but I mean grocery store cupcakes are awesome Oh, and yeah, grocery store cakes. Yeah, you can dress them up with like cute little figures on the top. So this is a place you can save. But for me personally, I mean, decorated cookies for a party can be really pretty. But if they taste horrible, then to me, it's like, what is the point? So exactly. I like to like find my favorite local bakery. And I usually just stick with one. And I get like cupcakes and cookies from that one place just because I know they're going to taste good. And then the adults can enjoy it too. It's like, oh my gosh. For my daughter's recent party in October, we had like pumpkin cupcakes, like actual pumpkin flavored cake. And it was so good. Um, so that's something that I splurge on. And then in terms of saving, 
there is just so much out there now in terms of party decorations. So I know I keep mentioning mentioning Oriental Trading Company, but they have a lot of really cool, unique party supplies for a great price point. Um, Mm -hmm. Then Amazon, um, Hobby Lobby, Party City, even the Dollar Tree. The Dollar Tree has so many tablecloths and plasticware. Like for me, I feel like make the food good and then you can put up a lot of really cute, bright party decorations and they don't have to cost much at all. Oh yeah. Our Nana, our, which is my mom, Rachel's mother-in-law is all about some Oriental trading company. Oh my God. Oh, that's, <laughs> that, that's how the gloves. Well, she is, I have my parties at her house cause her house is bigger and she loves to decorate. So I have um, honed in on her skill there. Yeah. <laughs> and so she did, uh, she got all the tablecloths and everything and she got all the backdrops and she did the whole room was like a blackout. Like she put black tablecloths on the walls and then put the light up balloons on the ceiling. And then, oh, yeah, awesome. she got, I'm sure she did most of it from Oriental Trading. And then she's big oh, on yeah. Dollar Tree uh-huh. for the um, p- uh, the tableware, like all the plastic clear table stuff. She was like, you don't, nobody even knows if that's glass or not. Nobody touches it. I'm like, yeah, right. okay, <laughs> sure. It's so yeah. true. Yes. Yeah, so we, we are right there with you for sure. So I want to hear about one of, or you can tell us about more. You can just go for it if you want to. Um, One of your absolute favorite party things you've done. Okay. Well, I feel like I need to be fair and give one per kid maybe. So Okay. That's completely <laughs> fair. That's fair. We'll take it. Okay. So for my oldest girl, Kate, now she's lucky because she's had six parties so far, whereas the others haven't had quite as many. But um, our family loves to ski, like snow ski. We ski every year. And she started skiing really young. They all started skiing really young. She was only three, but since it rhymed, I did a um, Opres, yeah, an Opres ski Kate is three party, and it was just like tons of cute party decorations, um, like indoor ski races on cardboard skis, cardboard skis with the kids, and like s'mores pops and a faux campfire. Everything was just like very uh, like hot chocolate lodgy feeling, and I like want to do it again when they're older and they actually care about skiing. But it was just like really cute. We lived in um north of Chicago at the time. So it was like cold anyways. It was just like a perfect party theme. Yes. Yeah. That is so cute. We haven't done that one, you know, no. so we, we need some ideas here. We're writing a little list over here. Yeah. Write your <laughs> list down. Um, and then for my son, so he, his first birthday party fell right before the last presidential election and his birthday's in July. So right before the November election and all that's all anybody was talking about it was like Trump and Hillary and the, and everybody was so fired up about it. So we did a Parker for president first birthday party. Oh, that's cute. And we had like voting ballots and we made like presidential um, pins that we all wore Parker for president and everything was red, white and blue. So that one was really fun, too. We, and it, we had that at my mom's house. Talk about having. Yeah, it's so great to have like bigger spaces to do things. And she has yes. a pool. So we had like red, white and blue beach balls floating in the pool. That one was really fun. That is so cute. And then my daughter, she's only had one. She just turned one in October. Um, but since her name is L, we threw her an Halloween party. Um, oh, that's. So, yeah, the banner said Happy Halloween. It was like a gold glitter banner and everything was pink and orange and gold glitter um, and just kind of simple pumpkin-y stuff. But we want to keep that a tradition if she's cool with it as she gets older and do like a variation on Happy Halloween every October. And maybe it'll be like 
you know, costume parties some years and themed yes, other people years. people like but... look forward to it. Yeah, so like, I hope Halloween's coming. Up. I hope that works out because we really like that one too. Yeah, that's so fun. My son is November second, so I've always thought about like when he gets a little bit older, I may start moving the birthday party up before Halloween and just kind of sliding in on that (laughs) yeah for sure because there's so much going on in October it's like all fun and costumes and everybody's like all into parties in October yes for sure okay so tell us how social media kind of helped you to grow your business I mean social media has seriously been everything I don't even know if we heart parties would have become what it is before social media um it's really it was mostly Instagram and Pinterest I would say Instagram mm-hmm. um, grew really quickly from cross promote promoting. So I would feature someone else's party and say, oh, look at this amazing party theme by so-and-so. And then they oh, would post okay. on their feed, you know, kind of, you know, how people just tag other people in their posts and then you get new followers from that. So since yeah. I was featuring so many parties, that helped me grow my um, followers quite a bit. And then hashtags always help, as everybody knows now. Um, I heard a little trick that like seven hashtags is the magic number. Apparently like any more than that, it's not really doing you any favors to just keep going and any less. That's like the, the perfect number of where you'll see a return. Um, interesting. Yeah. There's all kinds of tricks to the algorithm stuff. (laughs) There are, I know. Um, when you, when you were featuring parties, did you just like find the parties and then. So at the, Feature, like, at the beginning, people would be uploading their parties to the site. And so I'd see all the pictures okay. there and they'd upload like 20 pictures of their adorable party. And I'd pick one and feature it that way and do a full feature, like a blog feature on the website and then, you know, do it on social media as well. But it's kind of crazy how everything's just shifted to social media and people are spending so much more time on social media that I don't even know that people care about going to see a full feature on a website anymore. Like to get them even to click off of Instagram is kind of a big ask. So it kind of evolved to just sharing. So they will, they, a lot of people will hashtag we heart parties or tag me in their um, post and then I'll find it that way and share it. So that's the way that happened, which I feel like I should also mention today, which is so crazy, but I decided to switch my Instagram name from we heart parties to my actual name, Kelsey Graves. So now if you're looking for me on Instagram, it's, Kelsey underscore graves instead of we heart parties just because I am doing so many I'm doing more than just parties now and I adore parties I I love parties so much as you can tell but um I kind of wanted to be like known for my actual name like for doing podcasts like this and stuff so I took the plunge today and switched that so I don't want to confuse anyone who's listening (laughs) yeah absolutely that's a big plunge a big life decision it really is (laughs) especially when everything like I really thought about it for months and I was finally like Kelsey just do it and like it's not that big of a deal but it feels like it for some reason yes Rip off the band-aid. Yeah. That's like when we were trying to pick a name for our podcast. We're like, you know, go through a hundred. We're like, how does that sound on Instagram? How does that sound on this? You know, like totally. Oh, I know. It's deal. like, is it gonna go away? I don't know. I feel like we're all just kind of really ingrained at this point. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it feels like it for sure. But Facebook has faded over time. I mean, it's not gone by any means. Yeah, and it's hard to get engagement. It's hard to get people to like, I mean, personally, it's fine. But for a business, it's really hard to get engagement mm-hmm. on Facebook. Oh, they've basically oh, shut down the business side of making it 
easy at all. I used to, I have a photography business. And when I first started, I would get so much engagement. And now it's like, I, I don't even really bother posting I know. much. <laughs> I totally agree. Um, but Pinterest, just to go back to the social media thing really quick and growth, that has definitely, I feel like Pinterest is still number one for like website traffic. So when mm-hmm. people are actually browsing on the web and searching, and Pinterest comes up so high in search now that that's where a lot of the weheartparties.com traffic comes from. And I have heard that still for like e-commerce sites and lots of websites, Pinterest is the number one traffic driver. So I feel like even though Instagram's all anybody's talking about these days, like Pinterest still needs some attention too. Pinterest needs loving too. <laughs> it, it does. It does. We still need to love Pinterest. Give it a hug and a kiss every <laughs> once in a while. Mm-hmm. I spent about uh, 72 total hours looking for haircuts on Pinterest, <laughs> like recently. So, I mean, I'm, I'm doing my part to show the love. I love it. That's awesome. Uh, okay, so we know that you have kind of branched out some, and you're also media coach. So we're interested to hear that side of it too. Yes. So I feel like over from growing We Heart Parties and just doing social media for We Heart Parties for so many years, I learned so many tips and tricks. And I started my career in digital media in Chicago and kind of learned like the numbers game and the analytics there. So I was talking to a friend one day about what I like what I really want to do. And I was telling her that I just love helping other people with their social media, like always talking to them about it. And she was like, would you ever be a consultant? And I was like, maybe I would. Yeah. So I, um, I've been quietly working on launching this new business for the last month and a half. And I've been helping a really cool shop here in um, Newburyport, Massachusetts, which is like an adorable coastal town in New England. Um, the shop's called Salt and Grove. Their Instagram is Salt and Grove. Um, and so I just took over their social media for them and just kind of, we just said, let's just do whatever you want. Like you just can take it over. And we saw like phenomenal growth and phenomenal follower growth and their engagement rate like doubled. Um, so it's been really great and really rewarding. And I'm, I'll, I'll be like putting some more stuff out there more officially soon, but um, I'm excited to kind of get started in this as well. Cause I love making things, parties look pretty, social media feeds look pretty, but at the end of the day, like numbers are what matters to me at least. So it's like, I do a combination of making things pretty, but making sure like the growth rates and engagement rates are climbing as well. Yeah, absolutely. And we know that there are moms that are kind of building their own brands and building their own businesses. Kind of your best tip or advice for someone. So um, I would say the number one thing that has worked for me and that has worked for the client I'm working with now and that I keep hearing over and over again is to show up in your feed. Like pretty pictures are great, but people like to follow people. And that's why people are obsessed with Instagram stories. Like they like to see the behind the scenes. They like to see you know, the unedited, the real life stuff. And so the more you can show up in stories or even in your feed um, and tell a personal story or they just want to see a picture of your face, like it's crazy, but that really does better um, a lot of times. Yeah, we've noticed that like in the podcast world, people will say like, like we've started to sign if if it's me or Rachel saying it just like, because even just personalities, ones are our my kids which ones are Rachel's kids you know that kind of stuff so I totally can get that 
Yeah, definitely. That's like the number one thing is to just keep showing up and reminding people who you are. Awesome. I think that's a great, great tip. And we're working on that on our own Instagram as well. Taking pictures of yourself, which I have <laughs> not fun. It's not fun or easy. And I, I know, I, I know how to use a camera. I, I am a photographer. And even still, we like try, we've been playing in a photo shoot for like two weeks. And we're like, you want to just do that next week? You want to just do that tomorrow? Like, hey, I didn't put makeup on for the 86 day in a row so <laughs> I know let's do that again another day it is, it is like a whole thing I actually recently got new headshots done with a friend um and it's just like a whole like you're trying to get ready for like that you're like I gotta try to look as perfect as possible and then it's like shuffling the kids around I'm like nobody touch me you know yeah and it's like windy <laughs> trying to get there I'm like okay this is like a lot of effort <laughs> Yeah. Yes, we. I think what it, you, it's another taking the bandaid off kind of situation, and then it gets more and more comfortable. I'm sure yeah. um, we're not quite to the, that comfort level yet, but we're aiming to get there. So, well, that thank you so much for sharing that. We have some mom questions that we ask um, all of our podcast guests that are mamas. Um, first one is, what is your biggest mom worry? What is like the kind of things that keep you up at night? So I am like not a super anxious person and I'm not like a germaphobe or anything, but for some reason sick, like when my kids are really sick, it just, it literally gets under my skin and I feel, I just feel the anxiety coming on. It's like the hacking cough that comes in the winter when you can tell they're not sleeping and you hear it through the monitor. And I just like, I'm like, I know they're going to be fine, but it just, I'm just like, can everyone just sleep and be happy and healthy? Like it just stresses me out when they're sick. Yes. I think it's the monitor. I mean, like when my kids, because I'm just so used to not hearing from the monitor. So whenever they're sniffing or snoring or coughing, I'm just like, okay, they're clearly not sleeping. Yeah. Which means it's just so stressful. Which means I'm not sleeping. So yeah. Yeah. Yep. That's I hate awesome. that. Okay. So what is your favorite way to relax at the end of a long day? Um, so I love to cook and my husband is a really good sous chef for me. And, uh, I know it's kind of crazy, but we still do the whole, like feed the kids something else thing. And then we eat our own dinner after they go to bed. And it's just like our time <laughs> to unwind and make something more adultish. We actually, um, do hello fresh. And so it's like, mm. ah, It's like everything's ready and prepared already and we just have to kind of like put it together and it's just kind of some adult time. And then if it's been a really stressful day, definitely like a glass of wine and we love our shows. We're such big show junkies. We're currently binging Game of Thrones. So, oh yeah. So you've got a lot of material to work on. Oh, I do. I know. (laughs) We that final season. Yeah. We like need that like adult time like I am like Mm -hmm. I need you guys to go to bed at like seven and I need to breathe for a second before we do this all again tomorrow like I am like strict on bedtime because I need a minute oh (laughs) I am too absolutely I am too Um, my husband and I will do that kind of as a date we we should do it more often because we really do enjoy it when we put the kids to bed but it always ends up as long as I make him help me clean it up I get irritated if it's I'm like this kitchen will be clean yeah (laughs) I am lucky because my husband is a clean freak, like more than me. So he is like big on picking up the kitchen. So I, I really lucked out there. Yeah, yeah you did. That, that should awesome. have been an interview question I did before the wedding. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Do you like dishes and laundry? Cause yeah. Because we're going to have four kids down the road and we need <laughs> I love it. Oh, that's hilarious. Okay. So what's your best mom tip for a new mom? 
Um, all right. Well, I feel like I have like one that's like practical and one that's more just kind of like generic. So I feel like the generic okay, one is, is just like letting go of the expectation of them being like happy and at their best all the time, or especially like at events or get togethers or when you're with your family. I feel like when I had my first, like, I still remember at her first birthday party, she wasn't like, a hundred percent she didn't feel and when they turn one they're like you know trying to learn how to walk and they're so fussy and I was like so bummed that because I I feel like I see these moments where she's like so happy and perfect and I'm like why can't she be like that in front of the grandparents well (laughs) six years. why didn't you show my mom that okay (laughs) right and now I'm just like at the point where it is like who cares they are kids I, I really don't care at all like how they act at and if, I mean, obviously they need to be polite and like, but if they're a little off or if they're not feeling well, if they're a little sick, it's kind of like, it doesn't stress me out anymore. It's like, just let them be. And you know, everyone will be better. Yeah. Um, because we stress them out more if we are picking at them or prodding at them. No, it's like, yeah. if you just let them be a lot of times they'll warm up or deal with it better. Yeah. They're just kids and they're going to have meltdowns and that's okay. Um, yeah. And then the, the practical one, I actually heard Emily Lee, I think it's Lee, I don't know if it's Lay, the um, girl who designs the planners, say this on a podcast before. Yes. She was like, do one load of laundry every day, no matter what. And I like heard that and just went with it. And I have not turned back. And like every single morning while like we're getting ready and being crazy and doing breakfast, I just, she's like, grab everything you can see. Don't even separate stuff. Throw in a shout color catcher. Um, it like catches all the colors and just do it every morning before you know it, it's time to throw it in the dryer later in the day. So I really do that. And I'm never like stuck in that, you know, have four or five loads on the weekend situation. And it's, it's really worked. (laughs) Yeah. I really, um, need to take that advice because basically people have given me tons and tons and tons of laundry advice. And apparently I hate myself (laughs) because I (laughs) always ignore it. And then I have 22 loads and I'm like, why, why didn't I? Yeah. And then you like hate life. You're like, what is happening? Yes. Yes. And then there's 42 socks and none of them have a match. And I'm like, why? why?" (laughs) It's so true. Yeah. That's Uh, good. Yes. Keep up with the laundry. That's, that's definitely priceless advice for sure. Well, thank you so much, Kelsey. We need to know. So we know we can find you on Instagram at Kelsey underscore Grace, correct? correct? Okay. And then weheartparties.com. Yep. Are those people can check you out? Yeah. So I'm, I'm on all of them. I'm on Facebook, Pinterest, Twitter. I don't do a ton on Twitter, but I'm pretty much yeah. We Heart Parties everywhere else. And I will be for a while. I've actually heard it's kind of hard to change, you know, the usernames other places. And I'm mm-hmm. still... I'm still connected to We Heart Parties and I still run the website. So I'm totally fine with that. So yeah, and We Heart Parties yeah. everywhere else and Kelsey Graves. Even if you search We Heart Parties on Instagram, you're going to find me because I I have listed that in my bio. So that's where I'm at. Perfect. Well, we will direct people your way on Instagram and survivingmotherhoodpodcast.com. Kelsey, we are so thankful you came on today and we um are know that everybody is going to love your party advice because we've had we even have a whole podcast where we kind of complain about parties (laughs) (laughs) relationship with them but really good tips tonight we appreciate it well thank you girls for having me this was really really fun yes thank you thank you guys so much for tuning in and good luck surviving motherhood
softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.